Ladies and gentlemen, the Force is with us, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. That's right. Woo! The Force is with us, as always. Yay, music! Yay! I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Four, five. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it. If you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna have company! Loud noises! Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm a Philip Hunting. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And this is a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes, welcome. Welcome one and all to the place of nerdum yeah. and all things pop culture. Yeah. How are you doing, Kendall? How am I? Let's see. How's your week been? How's my week been? Um, yeah, fine, I guess. Work's been pretty crazy. Crazy? Crazy. Lots of uh, sales at JB Hi-Fi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag non-spawn. Hashtag non-spawn. But Hashtag what? if you could get us a spawn. Oh my god, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, maybe one day would be cool. Um, yeah, uh, you know, nothing. oh yes, I oh, did some did some filming and nice. other, other podcasting stuff. Very nice. Collectible Chaos and The Monthly at Winifred's. Nice. Uh, that episode's now up on the iTunes and the SoundCloud for everybody. Yes. What was the question? Was the that question, the... That was the uh, favourite sitcom. Yeah, I couldn't answer that because I'm just yeah. sitting there going, I don't really sitcom. Really? Say. No. I, like, there are sitcoms. Like, um, I enjoy... Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, now that I'm answering, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, uh, um, um, the Dick Van Dyke Show, for example, I really mm. enjoy, and mm-hmm. Mash is technically a sitcom. It and, is, but I don't enjoy them to a point of, you know, sitting there going, "Oh yeah, I, I specifically point that out." Okay, yeah, you don't, um, you don't love it enough to yeah, go. Yeah, to sit there and go, "Oh, yeah, this is my thing. This is my jam." Kirsten. Would. Huge fan of The Nanny, huge fan of MASH. Yes, yes. Um, Gilmore Girls, yes. Sex and the City. Um, lot of, uh, Sex and the City is a comedy. Yeah. Well, Sex and the City is more of a comedy than Gilmore Girls is. Yeah. Gilmore yeah. Girls is more of a your standard kind of I can't. drama, but I've never really I watched it. I used to enjoy Gilmore Girls in the sense that I could sit down and watch an episode or two. Right. I can't stand it now, and it's not just because Kirsten watches it all the time. I've actually, It's because I've sat down and watched, watched it. it. Right. And the writing is, as far as I... It's, it's witty... <laughs> I know I should have been. This is what I should have said in my comment. This is a great intro. But it's witty, but it's also... The characters come off very one-dimensional and selfish. There was something I watched about Gilmore Girls that made me go, ah, that, if I look at it with those glasses, it makes more sense. Yeah, right. And it's the idea that the Gilmore Girls are actually writing the show. Or to the point that it's through their lens directly. Yes, it is. Not just as they, oh, we're watching it through these characters, but it's their interpretation of what's happening around them. Sure. I.e., the entire town revolves around them. Uh Uh-huh. Characters have these little subplots that we never see because it doesn't affect them, that all these characters are very one-dimensional sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's how everyone sort of sees the world. You know, you're the lead character in your own show, but you've got all these people around you that are, you know, supporting actors, as it were, and that's how the show runs. Yeah, 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 that's true. 
That made me go, okay, that's a little bit better, but if you look at it from an actual, oh, these are the characters, these are the, this is the world they live in, then it's a very selfish town, very selfish people. They are very selfish characters. Wow. And it really irks me. You're really selling it to me. I'm really... Don't watch it. No, I, I not planned to. <laughs> I'm not planned to. Um, but I have watched other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, won't mostly being a movie. I caught up with my lovely friend Christina during the week and we went and saw Mary Shelley. Oh, okay. And we talked about that in Trailer Park a few months ago. Yes, yes. And I'm not going to do a quickie review later because I don't have too much to say. I just wanted to say up top that I saw it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, It was really nice What's the basic premise? I don't remember the... Well, it's a a biopic. So it's basically, um, you know, Mary Shelley just around the time she meets... Percy Shelley for the first time. Who are they? Literally, Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I don't know names. That's but... okay. That's right. So she's the author of Frankenstein. So yeah. it's based around the time she first meets Percy, who oh, is, a, who is yeah. a romantic poet at yeah. the time. This is early 1800s. Yeah. Um, and then she runs away with him. And then and then Lord Byron is involved. They, they have a, There's like this famous weekend at his like mansion or manor that they had that had been talked about for hundreds of years and mm. and um you know it was finally put on film and it was uh, really really cool to see nice. and that's where she got the idea for Frankenstein it came from yeah. from that um and yeah and it was a really really nice film and um Elle Fanning played Mary Shelley and she did a really good job beautiful so, um go check it out it's playing at Cinema Nova for a li- short while until it comes out on DVD so nice so. nice yeah Phil how's your week yeah not too bad yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. Sweet. <laughs> G'day folks, Philip here. Um, I've decided to cut out a huge chunk of a podcast called Fred at this point um, because we actually get into some rather personal stuff where at the time during our ramble felt I felt it was fun to talk about. Um, having listened back to it though, I just feel it's best left for uh, well the personal realm and not the internet. So um, that's why it's an obvious cut here so um enjoy the rest of the podcast other than that you know i had a job (laughs) (laughs) let's go into some funny stuff so i'm not allowed to say much about it because i've signed a no release oh and and nda NDA. non-disclosure clause um but essentially i'm allowed to say that this show movie thing that i was working on was meant i started at two on the day of the shoot and I finished at 4.30 the next morning even though I had a 8 hour plus call so it should have finished around about 12. Yeah, that's nuts. It's insane. <laughs> and it was tiring and it, the thing was everyone else on the shoot all the cast and crew and stuff had were, you know, calling what we were calling lunch breakfast because they've only woken up at about two yeah one of the one of the uh, assistant directors that was working with us extras said hey i got here after you guys did so you know he'd had more time to sort of sleep in and stuff wow we didn't know it was going to run that late most of us had jobs to get to the next day i was like i didn't but but most of us (laughs) jobs we had to get to the next day yeah Um, most of us you know had been up i'd been up since six that morning just because that's when i sort of get up six eight whatever I was not prepared to be up at four thirty in the morning. Mm. I'm not a I'm not a good person. I need my eight hours of sleep. I'm yeah, not yeah. a twenty four hour. I no. got home around about five. I was up. I was up about twenty four hours. 
I don't do that. Oh, my God. I know there's so many people... Well, people people listening might be sitting there saying, Oh, I do night shift. That's nothing. Or, Oh, I'm an Ambo. You know, like Dad, he sometimes has to be up all the... Oh, that's nothing. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was not built like that. If I was built like that, I'd be in a different... I'd be in a different job. I'd be in a different place. I was not built for that. You don't need to apologize. It is 15 minutes in. Let's get to the nerdy news. (laughs) That's an eventful week. How do you, you feel now? You feel, uh, you feel I'm good now. cathartic. I'm good now. You've let yes. it all out. It's, it's all great. Out. Let's get to the nerdy news. All right, news. it's time for the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay. And now, yes, the hostess <laughs> with the mostest. Gotta love those intros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're actually not too bad. The, the hard yeah. part's putting them in. Anyway, <laughs> Kendall with the news! <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> that was great. Okay. All right. So, it's post-Comic-Con now. We have regular, everyday news, and we've got a lot of it, so I'm going to power through. All right. First item on the list um this is excellent so disney and fox uh the deal has been sealed uh it's official that the all the the t's have been crossed the i's have been dotted the yeah the s's have been said um disney has acquired fox's entertainment assets uh for 71 billion dollars that's a lot of money (laughs) A lot of doubt. Oh my god, yeah. So that's very exciting. Uh, we've got some thoughts on that at the end for the discussion bit. We will save for that. For that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> some DC TV news. This is very groundbreaking and very exciting. Um, Nicole Maines has been cast as Nia Null slash Dreamer on season, go- season four of Supergirl. And she is going to be the first transgender superhero on television. Woo! Um, she's part of the Legion of Superheroes, um, and they've been, they brought, introduced them in season three, um, and they're continuing that into season four, and so they're bringing Dreamer into the fold, and a lot of people are very, very excited. Nicole Mays is also an activist for transgender people nice. um, as well, so it's very, very important, um, and very, I'm very, very happy and very excited as a fan of the show um, to see that happen, so... Um, some more DC news. Mm-hmm. Back to the film world, though. Uh, the Joker movie, Joker, uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix uh, as the Clown Prince of Crime. Um, Robert De Niro is in talks for a part in the Scorsese-produced film. Um, no word as to what character he's going to be playing. Some I read something about him maybe being some sort of a a mentor for, uh, for the Joker in some kind of form, but that's not to say he's going to be an antagonist or a protagonist or what. Mm. Um, but it's it's not even inked yet, but apparently they're close to a deal. So that is some pretty exciting news, I think, but like cool. giving it some gravitas. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting film. Um, some Star Wars news. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is really, really interesting. Um, they have announced the cast for the upcoming episode 9, which is almost ready to commence uh, principal photography. Um, Richard E. Grant has been added 
uh, mm -hmm. in an undisclosed role, um, which is really cool because he's a very talented actor and, you know, he's been in many, many notable works over the years and um, it's he's a yeah really good addition, I think, to the universe. And we've also had confirmation Carrie Fisher will be appearing in the film. Yes. Um, this, interesting. this is going to be very interesting because J.J. Abrams specifically has said that they are going to be using um, unused footage filmed during the production of The Force Awakens. Mm. Um, so they're not go they're honouring their words uh, of not reproducing her digitally, which is fantastic to hear. Um, we knew they wouldn't do it anyway, but it's nice to hear them say it um, and prove that they've found a way to make it work. And also Mark Hamill will be returning... Um, Force Ghost! Yes, Force, <laughs> spoilers. Force Ghost Luke is most likely going to be appearing <laughs> in, uh, in the film in some form. So that is that is wonderful news. Um, Buffy news, continuing on from the announcement of the upcoming reboot um, from showrunner Monica Owusu-Breen. Um, she has said in a further statement about the show that um, she is a huge fan of Buffy and she was one of us watching it um, during its initial run before she got to know Joss Whedon and work with him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for example. Um, and she said that, you know, it seems like it might be time to focus on a new Slayer. Mm. Following all of the the fan backlash that was basically saying, we want a new Slayer, we don't want a Buffy again, we've had Buffy. She said in her statement that she's, you know, Buffy is Buffy and, you know, all of these characters, these stories that were told were very, you know, of their time and, um, you know, just yeah. iconic, you know, stories that were told. So, and I fully agree, obviously, it's my favourite show ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she has taken the respectful approach of to say, like, without confirming, but basically hinting that they're going to, it's going to be an in-universe thing, like we want, um, and they're not going to redo kind of anything. So it's definitely more of a reboot as opposed to a remake. So that's awesome news. Just um, quickly. Yes. Who was, who played Buffy originally again? Sarah Michelle Gellar. I thought it was her. Yeah. She... Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Okay. Very underrated so, actress. Oh, yes, yes. She's, yeah. If anyone has watched Buffy as much as I have, you'll know she's, she can, the things she can pull <laughs> with just a look and just a, just a, like a, like she can dry the, dry, cry at the drop of a hat. I'm getting all my fucking words mixed up. <laughs> it's great. Um, okay. So speaking of reboots, the Charlie's Angels reboot, um, that's been in the works for a little while with Elizabeth Banks, um, directing, co-writing, producing, and starring. She's going to be playing Bosley, uh, the first female Bosley, which I think is pretty cool. I think she'll do a very good job at that. Um, K uh, Kristen Stewart, I think had been previously announced she was going to be one of the angels and they've just announced the other two. Uh, Naomi Scott, who was, I believe the pink ranger in the recent Power Rangers, uh, film and unknown actress Ella Belinska. Um, she uh, yeah, she's going to be in that as well. So they're going to be playing the three angels. A lot of people online have responded negatively to this casting news, um, but um, I don't know. I have I am neither here nor there about it. I don't know why we need another Charlie's Angels reboot. This will be the third or fourth one. Mm. Um, I think you know when it was done. You know, nearly twenty years ago now with Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore, it was awesome. And, you know, and I don't think it really needs to be touched again, but, you know, maybe they've got a good script, they've got a good story, so... And I and I don't care what people say, Kristen Stewart is a really good actress, mm. so mm. people that knock her, I think, are doing it very unfairly, so... But that's just my take. I think she's proven herself. She really since. has, since Twilight, mm. and even when she was making Twilight, like, 
other film she was doing, like The Runaway, she played Joan Jett, and Joan Jett approved, and she was awesome in the movie. Mm. She's done a lot of really good in- think, indie work. And I just think Twilight itself was directed, written, everything badly, so... Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, being I was obsessed with it at the time, <laughs> but can now look back and go, oh, okay, not as good as it should have been, but anyway. Uh, it was very much of that era. Um, okay, more casting news um, for the upcoming season three of The Crown. Um, Josh O'Connor and Marion Bailey have been cast as Prince Charles and the Queen Mother, respectively. Cool. Um, joining uh, Olivia Coleman, who is playing Queen Elizabeth II um, in season three. I think they've just they've been filming at the moment um, for that. I think it will be released next year. Um, Josh O'Connor, I... Uh, he's uh, I can't remember if he, I I looked at his filmography, but I don't think I've seen him anything. But you look at a photo of him. He I'm excited to see him as Prince Charles because he's got the ears <laughs> for the part. <part. Yeah. laughs> so um, I think it's a good pick. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Speaking of exciting, he's another sequel that we're getting for some reason that could be really good, but I don't know why. Um, Nine to Five is coming back. Uh, with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Dolly Parton all <laughs> reprising their roles. Jane Fonda announced um, this week, and she's going to be executive producing the film. It'll be tackling modern workplace issues and things of the like. So um, I think given the success of uh, Grace and Frankie, which is Jane Fonda mm. and Lily Tomlin's other show on Netflix, oh, yeah. um, given that success, it's very popular. Um this makes total sense in that mm, respect. Mm. So, um, hopefully it's good. Just a really nice, nice, good time. Um, is Frank and Gracie a sitcom? Yeah, I'd call it a sitcom. That's one I like. Yeah, know. Grace and Frankie is a sitcom, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, some Australian-related mm. television oh, news. Yes. Um, uh. The icon that is Lee Lin Chin is leaving SBS after 30 years behind the desk. It's um, insane. It's mental. I don't know why she ha- is leaving. I don't know if she's if she's retiring or thirty years not enough. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's just I don't know. I just because I was trying to find, look and see if she gave a specific reason as to why she's moving on, but she d- didn't really. She mm. just kind of said thank thanks to SBS for you know for for everything I gave and you know everything you gave me and all of that kind of visual stuff. So it looks like it's an amicable parting of the ways, which is fine. Um, but yeah, very. it's going to be really weird for people who watch the SBS news mm. not seeing her behind the desk. So um, depending on when this goes up, her last broadcast behind the desk is um, tonight, Sunday, the 29th of July. Uh, I think it's at 6.30pm when she ste- she's, uh, appears. And that's going to be her last one ever on SBS. Mm. So. so that will be yesterday as to when this goes up. This goes up on a Monday. Oh, are we putting this up tomorrow? Yep. Oh, I thought we were going to put it up tonight. No. Oh, okay. We'll put it up tomorrow. Okay. That way we're going to schedule. Break the schedule. Okay. (laughs) Right. I didn't know that. Cool. I can put it up tonight if you want. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Gold leader. I don't gold leader. It's weird. Anyway. Um, cool. So that sucks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, hopefully she'll, uh, I'm sure she'll pop up in some other regard very soon. Um, and lastly, uh, some more TV news. I wanted to include this for mm-hmm. any fans of the show out there. Deadwood, um, the long-awaited and promised TV film, is happening at HBO finally. Um, it's finally been greenlit. The show ended back in like 2006 after a three-season run, mm. um, and a lot of fans were left, 
you know, wanting more because, you know, apparently it's a very good show, very good Western. Um, and, oh, you've seen it and you're, you're, yeah. you're saying it's I'll, I'll have my comments in a moment. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll segue into the discussion in a second. But I, I mean, a lot of, it, a lot of people, I, my customers I've served at work, they've come in asking for it. Like, you know, they, mm. people I've spoken to have nothing but good things to say. That being said, I've never watched it. So, because ah. like, I don't really like Westerns. So, um, but that's, that's just me. But yeah, I thought I would just mention that because, you know, hopefully, um, there's, you know, they've had to, it's taken so long because there's a lot of, you know, scheduling issues, obviously trying Mm. to get this off the ground. So now everything, the ducks are in a row and they're going for it. So that'll probably be out next year sometime. Cool. Okay. Do we want to do the quick little rumor mill item before we do our discussion? Yes. Yes. Okay. So rumor mill come bringing back from, you know, from the dead, from the dead, dusting it off. Um, there might be a Frasier reboot coming. Ooh. Kelsey Grammer has not ruled out the possibility of reuniting everybody on screen. Sans his dearly departed father now. Mm. Um, uh, for, you know, a reboot considering, you know, the trend, obviously, at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, given the success of a lot of these reboots, uh, Frasier reboot could probably go off really well. Um, but, you know, it ran for 11 years mm, mm. Uh, in the 90s through to the early 2000s. So, uh, and it was quite popular and, yeah, one of the best sitcoms probably ever and probably the best sit- uh, spin-off ever, ever yes, made, yes, considering it was spun out of Cheers. Yeah, cheers, that's it. Um, but, yeah, um, so we'll have some confirmation either way on that in the coming months, I'm sure. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Well, we can start with discuss. that. We yeah. can start with that because that sort of, for me, mixes in with a couple of the things spoken today about reboots. Sure. Straight off the bat, I don't think we need a Fraser reboot. I'm no, sorry. No, we, we don't. Was, we don't. It, but... it, it was very much a product of its time. Yeah. It was a... <sighs> It sort of did everything it needed to do, and I feel is done. It. There are certain there are certain shows which I think, yeah, what's the what was after happily ever after? Mm. The nanny would be interesting, yeah, to see you know where they went from in married life. But even then, that final season, they sort of they got married and then spoilers, and then <laughs> they got married and then they sort of showed a little bit of that married life sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. There's not much else you can do with that. Well, because literally the premise of the show was, you know, her coming in and then the the, trying the, to... the sparks flying between yeah, the two of them. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Them getting together was the point of the show. That's so once it. they were together, it's like, well, how do you... Yeah, which apparently from... You know how they say um, Joss Whedon wanted to have the uh, married couple on Firefly and yeah. Fox wanted to split them up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently it's things like the nanny that made them go, no, 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 it works better if they're will they, won't they? Oh, yeah, right. Sort of thing, because the nanny got one last season for a little bit. Yeah. But even then, everyone in the nanny knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to it, though, I think there are certain sequels and reboots. I'll, I'll say this for the record, to set everything straight, I hate reboots. Yes, fair enough. I love in-universe... New stories. Yes. So, for example... The Buffy thing. The Buffy thing. So, yeah. with the bu- with Buffy, I think a reboot telling someone else's story 
I love that sort of thing. I, I think even, it's a great idea. Expanding great the universe, idea. going you, back to that kind of lore. That's know. it. You're seeing what else is in the lore, seeing someone else's story. Yeah, and you can reference, like I said last week, you can reference other characters. You can have yeah. ca- you could have cameos from original cast that's members. It, like, that's you it. Totally could do that. I'm not even into Harry Potter yet. I'd love to find out what the Australian version of Hogwarts is. And oh, I'd yeah. love to find that sort of extra stuff. And that if they want so to do cool. a movie about the American version or the Australian version... I'd be into that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be into a whole series, but I'd be into no, like a. Movie but we're kind of getting, you know, touches on that with the Fantastic Beasts. That's movies. it. That's it. Um, as to the nine to five sequel, I actually really like the idea of that mm-hmm. because of the time gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me, it one first and foremost, Jane Fonda and Lily Tolman absolutely love them. As you said, um, Grace and Frankie. I think that's an amazing series. Yeah, I need I to watch really it. really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, oh, you'd love it. it yeah, I'm sure. It's written really well. Yeah. Um, and I think that seeing a show that sort of says, hey, this is, this is what it was back then. Here's the same premise, but now. Yeah. I mean, everything's different. Everything's changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now what else was there? But there was something else I was going to throw into that mix. And I can't remember it off the... Oh, um... Yeah, um, so, but a Frasier reboot, again, even if it's in the same universe years later, what else can you sort of do differently? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what it's, kind of story would they be telling? That's it. I think, I th- honestly think there are certain things where it's like, yeah, I'd love to see more of that. What's that? And there are other things where it's like, okay, you've got nothing to say here, nothing new, nothing different. As to Deadwood, I made a sort of a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. So why? What? Okay. What, I what Deadwood. I feel had a lot. And look, maybe I just didn't give it the full justice. There were three seasons. I've got all three. I'm pretty sure all three seasons on DVD. Yeah. Season one and two were good. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed them. And I was really enjoying what they're building up. And then three was just this mess. It was just a hot mess of a show. They were mm. trying to. Sort of, they were trying to tie up these loose ends. They were trying to make it realistic. So, for example, spoilers, certain people die and certain people this and a bit of that. Right. But, to me, those people that they killed off were the people that were making the show. Uh, sort of thing. And right. it was just this hot mess of a show by season three that they felt like they were scrambling. And again, look, fans of the show, tell me otherwise. Tell me what I missed. Because it just felt like they were scrambling to grab hold of this show the writers were just confused as to like oh my goodness these people have left and now we have to write them out and maybe well we gotta do this and maybe that's why the fans have been clamoring for this tv continue tv movie sorry yeah, continuation to maybe fix all to that. fix it all up again it kind of is the firefly mm. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, serenity yeah. fix kind of. up sort sure. of finishes ends on a yeah which again i'd be interested to see because i just i got halfway through season three and i was just I'm out. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Maybe I need to see the ending. Maybe, yeah. Sit down and watch it now. You know? Yeah, but I was just like, ah, oh, what? You, you've lost me. You, you've gone all over the place. Oh, dear. Um, Fair enough. Um, now, so I'm ec- ecstatic at the uh, the Disney and Fox merger coming <laughs> through because obviously 
as Marvel fans, yes. this means we are finally getting, going to be getting at some point down the line, Fantastic Four and X-Men introduced into the MCU. Yes, yes. Absolutely amazing. And this is the fi- finally the freaking chance to get Fantastic Four yes. right. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to be devil's advocate just for a second. Fair enough. <laughs> the only thing that scares me is a little word called Monopoly. <laughs> well, Disney have got I know. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, because now they have the rights to, um, well, one thing, the important thing they have the, the rights to mm-hmm. now, the original rights to mm-hmm. the original, the, the six Star Wars movies. Yes. They now yes. have the full rights to them yep. and everything produced around that. Yep. Um, they also now have the rights to the Planet of the Apes franchise. Yep. And we've just had a trilogy wrap up, so maybe now they'll be like, let's do more. Um Alien, mm-hmm. they now have the rights to. Mm-hmm. They technically have now have the rights to Buffy, so this Buffy reboot will probably be on ABC in mm-hmm. America now, mm-hmm. um, instead of Fox. Um, so, or, or a CW or whatever it's going to be on. But like, yeah, and then there's many other properties, obviously, that I can't think of right now, but just, yeah, it, you're right, it is, it's a complete saturation. Disney own pretty much all the the most popular no, movie franchises you know everything without, franchises yeah without you know talking about Roadshow Warner Brothers yeah. own, owning you know Middle Earth and yeah. and DC yeah essentially they, they're their big hitters oh and Harry Potter yeah um, but Disney owns everything else mm. yeah I think it's safe to say so, so it's a good it's good and it's bad because I think it's good yeah. for the fans we'll be able to see the things that we want to see yeah but it, I think from a business standpoint now Disney can't really be held accountable. Um, it's going to be harder for people to turn around and say, "Okay, um, Disney, you're really you're screwing up our universe," and it'll be easy for them to turn around and say, "Yeah, but what you're going to do? Not see it?" Yeah, exactly. Because like the amount of people that complained about Star Wars over mm. the last six to twelve months, mm. they're still going to go see. Still going to go see it. Exactly. Like, there's no, there's no way they won't yeah. go see these movies. And if you're a juggernaut that isn't sitting there going, okay, um, you've got nothing to panic over, you've got nothing to build towards, you've just sort of got it all, then you're not going to sit there and go, well, what's the point? Mm -hmm. The other option is they now sit there and go, well, we've got it so good that we're getting so much money that, hey, maybe we start really just focusing on the art. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money's no longer a worry. We're always, people are always going to see movies, we're always going to see this and the other thing. Yeah. And maybe we'll start really focusing on the art. I'm not saying Disney don't, but I'm just suggesting that when you've got no competition, you've got nothing to strive for. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you know, lack of competition, you know, can can be harmful to creativity Mm. and Mm. to drive to make something better. That's fair. So, Um, I don't know. The other side is... Time will tell. The other side is, if they break themselves into subsidiaries, then Mm. they're sort of competing against themselves. Which well, yeah, drives I, uh, its own. Well, because what did didn't we even talk about it last week about how, or I, I, unless I was talking to someone, That's right. I can't remember. It's so many conversations about this, <laughs> but like uh, Disney won't release movies in the same month as yeah, each other because it, yeah. because you know they they don't want to compete directly mm, with, each, with other. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's yeah. That's going to be interesting to see how they work that. Yeah, because now they're going to have you know, a few, quite a few more, uh, properties. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really mm. interesting to say the least, to see what the market looks like going forward and, most certainly. and how the cinematic world really. Oh, most certainly. Yeah. Most certainly. Yeah. Time will tell. I think the only last thing I want to actually speak about, cause we talked about talking about the, uh, Roseanne Barr 
yes. thing before. Her, but her little backlash. So just as a quick thing, I th- we've already sort of covered it, and so I was going to talk about it, but then I sort of thought over the, the news. I thought, oh, you know what? Kendall's right. It's sort of, we've already covered it. Yeah. Essentially, Roseanne Barr cracked it because she was like, oh, well, you, you forgive him, uh, uh, James, James Gunn. Gunn, for his tweets, but not me. Yeah. It really just comes down to timing. He said, made these tweets years ago. Nearly at 10 least, years ago. Nearly 10 years and ago. And he, apo- he apologised five he, years ago. Yeah, five odd years ago. And right. if you can't allow people to move on, then, you, you know... We're going to get nowhere in this world. Yeah. She said them not even a month ago. Yeah. Or a couple of months ago and still hasn't apologized properly and still hasn't taken ownership of them and has just blamed everyone else. Yeah. You've got nothing to grow from. I know. And she's, and the fact that she's now complaining about the lack of sympathy she's getting and, and, and people campaigning for her. I'm like, well, have you actually gone out of your way to do anything to, do anything to, about to, it. to, to fix it? Better, you know, better yourself, show some growth. There's right-wing policies, which again, when, when they're talking about uh, Roseanne being sort of conservative right-wing, I was like, you know what? It is jarring because Hollywood's usually left-leaning. Yeah. It's jarring, but it should still be there. You can't not have... The other side. The other side. You yeah. can't bar that. Yeah. But... <laughs> you can't bar that. But... <laughs> But there's a difference between being <coughs> right-wing in politics mm. and being racist, which end of the day her tweets were. Yes. And you might even have the argument, especially in America, with your your you know oh, freedom of speech. You might have the argument to say, yes, she's allowed to be racist, but she's not entitled to freedom of consequence from that racism and to me racist isn't necessarily right wing there are plenty of left wing racists I've I've seen them and they racist is harmful there's a difference between saying I support Trump because working class and he's promising this that and the other thing and I support Trump because he's a racist arsehole yeah and she played a racist she Played a racist card, race card. No, she was racist. Therefore, she has to suffer the consequences of that action. Yes. Sure. 20, 30 years ago, she would have gotten off a lot lighter because there's plenty more racists about. We are now in an era which is less tolerant of racism. Mm-hmm. You have to suffer those consequences, and we don't know in a hundred years' time, fifty years' time. Shit, we might go right back around and be all racist, slave owning assholes again. Oh God. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. But. History goes around. You have to keep up with the times of those things. If she was being picked on for being right-wing, like actually just her policies, then I'd defend her to the hilt. She doesn't deserve sympathy for being racist. No, no way. Nobody does. And But I then also brought up the thing with Kendall that <clears throat> um, the idea also might be that Disney... Um, oh, yeah. Held was, back, yeah, because purely because they're trying to. They needed the deal to go through. They needed the deal to go through, yeah. and that maybe things will sort of slide back. After and then they'll the, just quietly give James Gunn his job back, back yeah. and you know, no controversy. Anyway, that's all. Wouldn't that be like a really cool twist? Like if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and then at the end it just says directed by James, James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah, I'd love that. I would actually. Wouldn't love that be freaking cool? That would be a nice smooth I would, move, and I would not put it past. Marvel to do that. Yeah, that's it. That's and it. Can, could you imagine too, just because like, you know, the the NDAs people would have to sign, like the reviewers. Oh yeah. You know, because you know they have that embargo anyway yeah. on reviews, but no one would be able to say like, 
at Disney, please pay attention. That <laughs> do it, do that because fuck, that would be amazing. That'd be beautiful. What a great reaction. Oh yeah, uh, you'd win all the brownie points. You were all of the. <laughs> well, yes, you'd get more brownie points from me, even though I don't think that's possible right now <laughs> because I'm getting Fantastic Four someday. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. Anyway, that's the news, guys. That's the news. And our thoughts on the news. And our thoughts on the news. Yes. So, that means it's time for Trailer Park. For Trailer Park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw. Radio. All right. What have we got first? Well, not as many as last week. That's all right. Not as many, which is great, which is fine. Nice and just the regular three from us. Okay, from the top, which means we're going to discuss two of these trailers actually came out before Comic Con. Yes, yes. And got lost in the deluge. So we, oh, deci- we decided to uh, leave them a week, um, give them the time and space they deserve. Yes. <clears throat> Most importantly, speaking of. First trailer, all of these trailers, by the way, just going to say they're all freaking awesome. And we're all very excited. All true stories, too. Oh, and all based on true stories. So it's awesome. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody, second trailer. This is a deeper dive into what the movie is going to be about mm-hmm. um, and gave us a lot more to kind of, you know, gloss over, look over, just take in. Yep. Um, fuck, it looks great. <laughs> And the way, the way, not just the way they're cutting together the images, the way they're cutting together the sound and editing, yes. editing the Queen's songs together, like the, with the different, it's so well done. Oh yeah. Whoever's editing that, edited that trailer and the one before it was similar. Oh yeah. That, fucking give them like, Brilliant. yeah. If they have give like them a, a raise. Give them a raise, give them a ton. Like just, if they, even if they had like a, uh, uh, an Oscars for trailer makers, yeah. you know, I would fucking just please give them that. Um, <laughs> somebody tell if that already exists, somebody tell me like yeah. somehow. No idea. Um, but... No idea, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I really, I said to Phil after I finished watching my fucking hope this movie is going to be as good as it looks. Cause oh, yeah. shit, it looks great. It looks amazing. Rami Malek as Freddy. Oh my God. What a, it looks so good. I, the only thing that I am worried about for the movie yep. is if they do one of these fallen heroes, fallen idols. So, um, like, there's a movie with Liberace. And yes, Behind the Candelabra. Behind the Candelabra, and they make him out to be... Michael Douglas and Matt Damon. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they just make him out to be this asshole, and supposedly in real life he was, even though a lot of people loved him. And I, I get that's true to form, and it's true to real life, and all that sort of stuff, but don't... Don't kill Freddy. Don't don't make him the bad guy. I don't know. I just I'd like I don't to think see. Will. I'd like to see it more of a movie. Also, I don't. My understanding is that the band members of Queen loved him as well, yeah. and they were always good friends. I'd hate to find out if that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of us would hate to find that out. Um, I I don't know. I think because look the the description on IMDb says it's going to be covering. From the band's inception mm. up until the iconic Live Aid gig that they yeah, did in '85, yeah. I'd like um, to see it them against the world sort of movie. Yeah, really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. It looks like it's going to be really, really good, and yeah. and it's going to yeah take on some really pressing things, and obviously delve into the, especially Freddie Mercury's personal yes, life, yes. which is going to be really interesting. Um, um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope, I just hope it's really good because it looks wonderful. I also, and I think the trailer sort of covered this, so it shouldn't be a worry. I do kind of hope that they don't make it 
as much as it's Freddie Mercury's story, they don't make it so it was, you know, the Freddie Mercury show, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you got to remember, the other band members are still alive. Well, they all are, yeah. I don't want them to look at this movie and go, well, fuck, where was I? Yeah, well, that's... Sorry, I was just going to say, well, that that is a good point to make mm. because I feel like that's going to be really tough. Mm. And I feel like, hopefully, in naming the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. they've taken that away from it being the Freddie Mercury story because yeah. otherwise they would have called it, like, Mercury or Freddie yeah. or something like that. But after saying that, in the trailer it goes, you know, um, there was the band and then there was him or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something so, I mean, like it's obviously going to focus a lot on him because he was larger yeah. than life and he was the front man and yeah. he, he was queen, but... I'm sure they will do it ju- like do it justice. Yeah. Like, I've seen stuff like Brian May. He was on set for most ah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really heard anything negative. Not, th- not that he would say anything negative no, no, no. because he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. But I feel like if you know if they were misappropriating or misportraying some of it, there would we would know. Mm. But I mean, the movie hasn't been released yet. So no, well, I, let's ti- see, yeah. time could change. But we're very excited. Speaking of release. Yes, it's going to be out in cinemas here in Australia on the 1st of November. So that's like uh, three months away. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. Definitely see that in the cinema. Oh, hell yeah. Surround sound. Oh, that sound is going to be... I'm getting hot. Um, It's going to be great. Okay, second trailer. This isn't... This one hit hard. Yes, for both of us, I think. Called Boy Erased. Yes. And... Basically, it looks like the um, story of a, 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 a young man yes. um, being sent to a, a gay conver- conversion, conversion therapy, therapy camp. Yeah. Camp. Um, what would you say? Like eighties, yeah. nineties. Yeah, I. Early two thousand. I would. I yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, I don't think it'd be now. I feel like not, maybe nineties at the earliest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it could very well be early noughties. Mm. Um, yeah, this is. Written and directed by Joel Edgerton. Mm -hmm. I always say his name right. Edgerton. (laughs) Joel Edgerton. Um, He's also starring in the film as one of the the men who uh, is, you know, running the camp, I guess. Um, And Russell Crowe's in it Mm -hmm. um, as as the boy's father. The boy is played by Lucas Hedges, who was in... Oh, was that the father? Russell Crowe. That was Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was in it, but I didn't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was Russell Crowe. Yeah, was yeah. the dad? Lucas Hedges is the son. He's the centre, the, the lead. Um, he was, of course, Oscar nominated for his role in Manchester by the mm-hmm, Sea, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a movie I have not seen. Um, and Nicole Kidman is oh, playing the mum, and she's yeah, she's always wonderful. Um, and Troy Sivan is also in this movie. He's an Australian um, singer songwriter. Um, his song was featured in the trailer. Ah, nice. Um, and he's going to be in it as well as one of the other kids at the camp. Um, but yeah, this, I, this movie, like this trailer is going to, it's going to bloody pull and tug and make people feel. And I, it's going to be like a much more, like, whereas Love, Simon was like a heartwarming coming mm. of age story. This is, a, this is the other side of it. This yeah. is going to be the ugly, the awful, like, you know, what really pissed me off right. watching this. And I know it, it just pissed me off because it's just, it's wrong. Um, he apologized for, for like for thinking about men. He's like, I think oh, about yeah. men. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like he's apologizing to his parents. Yeah. He's telling them the truth. And, but and then that's immediately followed up with um, the wonderful actress Cherry Jones. She's awesome. She's playing this like counselor, and she and mm. she says, 
you're an ordinary kid, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. Mm. Like, straight after that. And I was it's just like, oh, that's good. definitely going to be interesting to know when this is set. Yeah, yeah. And even more interesting to see how it goes. Because, yeah, it is very much um, a... I feel it's set in America. It's definitely American. Yeah. And yeah. so you got your Bible Belt thing going on. Which oh, yeah. Even today, I mean, that, that scene that you just described wouldn't go astray today. No. You know, everyone likes no. to think that, you know, someone comes out and it's all roses and sunshine and stuff like that. It's not. No. It, it's... Not always. I mean, it's... Yes, it is a lot better for people now. Mm. But... You know, there are also still going to be because you know the baby boomer generation is still in charge. It was just a couple of years ago that the, I remember a video came out. This kid recorded his parents reacting to him coming out, and they screamed at him, beat the crap out of him, told him how useless he was, and all. And that was just a few couple of years ago now. Yeah, so yeah, this sort of shit still happens. It um, really, yeah, it really doesn't. It's it, and it shouldn't. And I'm glad it's. You know, things are changing. It's changing. And I'm also really glad that this story is being brought to the big oh, yeah. screen. Because, oh, yeah. um, like, these kind of stories need to be told and focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, so it's... But it's going to be really tough for a lot of people to watch. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be able to relate mm. to this and feel something about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm just looking up now just to see when it is set. Just because I, I I'm really curious as well. Yeah, sure. Um, but the the it was it's based on the memoir called Boy Erased yeah. by um, Gerard Conley, um, recounting his childhood in a fundamentalist Arkansas family who enrolled him in conversion therapy. Um, now it was printed in 2016, but I'm just trying. To then I'd assume that I would have to say that yes, the, we're talking the 90s, maybe early noughties. Yeah, pop. I think I think so. I can't really seem to. F- no, it doesn't mm. doesn't say in the Wikipedia article when mm. it was when mm. what it's years. Set. But I feel like it's it's 90s. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, not yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but definitely, definitely tugged at both our heartstrings. Oh yeah, I nearly. I, I mean, I've seen the tra- trailer twice now, and I we watched, I rewatched it just before sitting down to record because I like to have it fresh in my mind. <laughs> and I felt myself getting teary because I was just like, Jesus Christ, it's just, it's just so sad mm. and just so yeah. I, so I'm, yeah, it's going to be a really good movie though. I think. Oh, most certainly. Yeah. Most certainly. Joel Edgerton is known for his good movies. Coming out in the USA. Yes, on the second. Second of the eleventh. Yes, the day after Bohemian Rhapsody. So mm. um, probably here in Australia, maybe early or later than that, considering the heavy Australian cast in this one, mm. um, which is really nice to see as well. Very nice to see. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and last um, trailer. Finally. Oh. Oh, uh, this the, is nice. This is what a docu movie. Yes, documentary. Um, Love Gilda. Oh. Um, so this is doco about the life and, you know, the laughs of Gilda Radner, mm. um, iconic American comedian, um, got a big start in SNL in the original cast back in the late seventies, mid to late seventies when that, when that happened. Um, and she was one of the funniest women ever to be on TV mm. or anything. Um, and yeah, and, and she, you know, sadly died very mm. young. Um, and she was married to Gene Wilder as well, and um, and they yeah. So this is and considering now he's passed as well. This is mm. going to be this is going to be really emotional oh, yeah. to oh. watch. But I really love the idea that they've gotten you know current SNL current SNL past SNL you know cast to come in and famous comedians as well mm. to come in and just and, and uh, be interviewed for this. 
um, like Amy Poehler was in there, Melissa McCarthy, mm. Bill Hader, Martin Short was in there as well. I wouldn't like, be surprised if they pulled in um, Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. If they, if they got Bill he, Murray and Dan Aykroyd in there. Closely, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be... That would be wonderful. Um, yeah. So, but it just, it looks like a really, really nice film and it's going to be a really nice documentary. And mm. I'm surprised they haven't actually done one earlier than now on her, but, um, but I mean, I'm glad that it's happening. Um, it looks like they've either discovered or, or, un, un, you know, yeah. re- released previously on un- unreleased stuff of like personal writings of hers and, yeah. and videos and, and things like that, um, that are going to come up. Um, she's amazing I've only been introduced to her recently Um, Kirsten introduced me to her and SNL Mm -hmm. recently Um, but yeah I'm glad she did because she's absolutely amazing she's so funny yeah I freaking freaking love love her and so I'm very excited to um, to watch this movie that comes out on the 21st of the 9th 2018 in the US yes yes it's doing the festival runs um, and it's getting very good reviews over there in the states so we'll uh, we'll hopefully get a theatrical date here in Australia yeah. soon but that's not too far away um, that's like you know just under two months away yeah. for the states so yeah. American listeners go see it go watch the trailer at least guys and, yeah. and, and even go on YouTube and like you know watch some old Gilda clips from SNL most certainly she's Amazing. Okay, so that's Trailer Park. Done. Done. Done and dusted. And now? And now. It's time. It's time. It's time. For. Oh, God, God, God. <laughs> I would like it known I blocked my ears there. Oh, God. No. God, no. <laughs> because. God, I don't know why I haven't learned that by now. <laughs> Phil gets, Phil gets, in case you couldn't tell, he's peaked the mic and things get very loud in here. Destroy but it's the fine. Earrolls. Yes, destroy the earrolls. It's popcorn culture time, everybody. It's, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And last week we asked you. Yes. What is the, the greatest, greatest sequel of all time? time. <gasps> Big question. Kendall. And we got a lot of answers. You've got a list. And I have a list because I can't decide anything. That's why I'm me. Let's start with your list. I'm indecisive. Okay, so I have... I've got uh, six that I want to mention. Um, so... Just first cab off the rank. We'll just mention some Marvel films because because no, 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 no. Marvel. Marvel and I'm wearing a Marvel T-shirt <laughs> and stuff, um, as I mostly usually do anyway. Um, so the two, I think the two best Marvel sequels out of the bunch are uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier and Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, I will go, yeah, hammer and tongs. If anyone says otherwise, I think those two out of out of the entire bunch, they're the best sequels. That they've offered up, and they're better than, like most people would argue. Well, I mean, Winter Soldier is definitely better than the First Avenger. Not to say the First Avenger isn't a bad, you know, isn't a good movie. It is a good movie. It's really good. Um, but Winter Soldier was just such an important thing, such a game changer. Why are you laughing at me? No, <laughs> no, no. having a little argument with yourself there. It's all good. Oh yes. Yeah, well, because I, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't definitively say Infinity War is better than the First Avengers film because I've just got such. A soft spot for it and I know it's really good <laughs> but what Infinity War did in terms of being a sequel and just a sequel to all of the movies mm-hmm. you know you'd have to set and what it accomplished is just it puts it up there with being one of the best sequels ever made nice um, moving on from Marvel um, things like um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. I think to follow up Philosopher's Stone is was going to be a hard task and I'm and it 
I feel like I, I love Chamber of Secrets A more as a book and B more as a film mm-hmm. than Philosopher's Stone um, because the, the story is really really good and everything they did with it and you know I think it's a really well made film mm-hmm. um, what else uh, Aliens although I think I prefer the original Alien film Aliens is a freaking great sequel mm-hmm. um, just fantastic like the fact that they could take you know, uh, an isolated, you know, horror set in space and turn it into a guns blazing action film without ruining the previous film. Mm -hmm. It's just awesome. James Cameron did a very good job. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I think is a very good sequel. It's Temple, I don't, I mean, Temple of Doom is fine, but I think the Last Crusade is better. Um, And the dynamic between Sean Connery um, as Henry Jones Sr., um, and Harrison Ford's Indiana is fantastic, and that was really awesome. And this, and they went back to the Nazi storyline with that one, and you know, because that's the start kind of started in Raiders, and then yeah, in Last Crusade, it really came came around again. And it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was done really, really well with the search for the Holy Grail and all of that. Um, and then yeah, and then Terminator Two: Judgment Day is ha- far and away, hands down, better than uh, the original. Uh, Terminator from 1984 um, usually the, it's funny though because like you know those sequels that come out years after because mm-hmm. T- T2 came out like what seven years after yeah, the first one like that. at that time in the 80s and stuff I feel like you know those kind of things didn't really happen I mean Aliens yes I guess came out like exactly the same amount of distance seven years <laughs> uh, maybe I'm eating my words here um, but That's you know right. I feel like you know it didn't happen as much then with that exception and, uh, and, you know, and T2 was freaking amazing. It's a really good movie. So, yeah, those are mine. That was a lot. I yeah. just couldn't really pick one. No, no, that's all right. I think, I'm, I'm I feel kind very, of similar. I feel, yeah, so what are yours? So, first off the bat, I have to say uh, Empire. I knew you would, um, yep. which is why I didn't mention it, because I'm like, yep. yeah, fair enough. Empire um, is re- widely regarded as the most best Most certainly. I, I, f- I feel it, yeah, just really did everything right yep. um, with it. Um, I then crossing crossing over a little bit. I'd have to say um, uh, sort of still in the Star Wars area, a game called Battlefield uh, Star Wars Battlefield Two. Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront. Battlefront Two. 2. Oh yeah, I heard Battlefront yep. Two was better than Battlefront. Um, and I'm talking the original two uh, thousands. Release, not the new oh, EA versions. Not, not the recent stuff. Not okay, the recent stuff. I take it back. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, there was, um, I thought you were going to talk about Knights of the Old Republic. But no, oh, no, no, no. Well, yes, but no. Yes, but no. Um, okay, right. Yes, that was an awesome sequel. No, it's not the one I'm talking about, though. Okay. Um, Battlefield 2, Battlefront 2 just really hits all the right um, marks. Mm-hmm. It was a really good multiplayer game, and really they should have just updated hd and cloned that one for right. the ea release but sure. instead they decided to clone battlefield the battlefield series and right. it was just crap okay <laughs> oh, it wasn't great it just wasn't great it wasn't as good as we we're hoping it should have been it, it should have been better should have been better okay. um but on that note i'll also say uh diablo 2 yeah um much far superior to diablo 1 and diablo 3 was a major letdown 
from Diablo 2. Oh, really? Diablo 2 just hit all the right marks Didn't for it. Didn't Diablo 3 came, come out a few years after the second one as well? Or? Yeah, quite a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, going to yeah. say, because it kept getting delayed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. just all I the hallmarks that. of delay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blizzard, yay. And <laughs> finally, I would like to suggest that the second Boar War was much, <laughs> much better than the first Boar War. <laughs> Uh, just had better protagonists. They added, um, they added a whole new faction, which was just an amazing, amazing thing to see. Um, the the, the storyline made a lot more sense than the first World War. Uh, made a lot more, um, you know, better, better, better sort of choices on. I think the first World War had better maybe a, a, a costume design, um, but the second one, the costume design made more sense. Okay. Definitely. Great. I mean, it was that, or maybe I was thinking, maybe you know, the Second World War beating out the first. But whilst whilst the Second World War had much better sort of you know uh, uh, advertising and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a much better PR sort of coming out, it had a much darker storyline that I just I, I I wasn't happy with. I was not happy with the darker storyline. Um, you know, sort of did this beautiful little thing with sort of you know Britain Britain and Germany doing this sort of hero thing. But then the whole the whole subplot of the the the, the you know that sort of raged into the set of the middle of the movie. I just couldn't oh I couldn't take God. it. I couldn't take it. It got very Game of Thrones, and I just I, I, I could not. I was not oh happy my with God. it. God, imagine World War Two as a Game of Thrones. Adaptation. I mean. And I mean, like, oh compared God. to the First World War, at least the First World War, you knew what you were getting into. You have oh. this this beautiful arc of everyone's happy at the start, everyone's pissed off in the middle, and everyone's relieved at the end. Second World except War, for it was, except for Germany. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, they're the antagonists. They, they are true. You know, <laughs> so you know, oh I, I definitely have to say, in terms of that, the the um, yeah, the the Second World War beats out the First World War, and definitely beats out the World War series. I had I have heard they're working on a, a oh. third installment of the World War series. Oh, but they are. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really don't want to. Maybe North North Korea will be the antagonist. Uh, uh, possibly, that one. possibly, possibly. I really don't want to see Russia. it. Russia. I think it's. Uh, I've heard it's going to be a fairly Ooh. quick, fairly quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, it'll be over very fast. Over very fast, and then the fourth one's just going to be, just going to be dumb. It's going to be a fast. The fourth one. <laughs> so I've heard sticks, sticks and stones. Sticks and literal because oh, yeah. we'll be back in the Stone Age. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, my choices. fucking god. I love that so much. <laughs> I have so much love for everything you just said. That was amazing. You're welcome. And I'm like crying laughing. <laughs> just that's... Oh my god. The fact that you as a war historian fucking decided to do that. Wow. Um. You, everyone that responded, you have to beat that. Okay? <laughs> just, just FYI. Even though just you, you can't change your answers now because it's too late. <laughs> I'm giving you a challenge. Anyway, okay. Thank you, Phil. That's that was, all right. I, I fucking any creative like take on something, <laughs> I'm always for it. Very well done. Okay, all right. Let's get into your let's responses. Let's get into your responses. Okay. We have one Instagram responder. Can you guess who it is? Bethany Griffiths. Yay, Bethany Griffiths. The Bethany Griffiths says Spy Kids 3D. 3D. Yeah, good choice. Never saw it. I think I saw it once. Uh, I think that's the one with Stallone. I could be very wrong. But yeah, I remember loving the original Spy Kids. But yeah, Spy Kids 3D was... Because like that was the time when 3D was... St- Sort of in the, on the cusp of its yeah. like, of its rent, 
not gonna say it was, but it, it was like it was yeah starting to become a bigger thing, and that was one of the movies that kind of like people were like, oh shit, you know, mm. we can do some cool shit. With that's this. it. That's it. So yeah, no, that's a good pick, Beth. Very good pick. Thank you. Ash Hall. Ashley Hall. Yay, he said Yay. he couldn't be with us today. Could no. not be with us today, unfortunately, but he still has sent in his response, which is wonderful. Uh, he says, The Godfather Part 2, Jackass Number 2, <laughs> and Evil Dead 2. Yep. I, strong picks. Strong picks. Uh, I feel like Jackass Number 2 is pretty much just more outrageous, insane stunts, based, like, from the first one. Um, I think I've seen... I think I've seen both of them... I can't remember. I've seen I kinda, bits of both. Yeah. I kind of yeah, they kind of all mesh together because it's just a movie of skits. There isn't a through yeah, yeah. story. They're really good for parties, just to sort of yeah, throw them have in the background. In the background. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much um, the last time I watched it. From what I've heard from fans, yeah, Jackass two. The main thing is Jackass one. They sort of tested the principles of what they could and couldn't do. Jackass two, they were given a blank check. They just kind of essentially did whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Evil Dead two, hundred percent yes, because <laughs> Evil Dead two became a parody of Evil Dead one, mm-hmm. um, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, they went more comedic and um, and yeah, Bruce Campbell came back and they pretty much remade Evil Dead except changed little things. Yeah. So um, it's very good. But I ha- and I yeah I haven't seen Godfather at all. So I haven't seen any of because I I don't like gangster movies. <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Goodfellas or Scarface Fair or enough. any of that. Don't. Fair enough. Not interested. Anyway, sorry. Digressing. Fulia Cantabachi! Fulia says, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, is by far the best sequel in comedy film history. Yep. It's Jim Carrey going crazy about animals. He becomes one with the animals. Literally. He fights for the rights of the animals. And he does it in such a hilarious way. I'm... I'm always in tears from laughing so so much every time I watch this film. It's a classic comedy that has aged so well. Hashtag tell Fred. Yes. And Shelley Voltron says, I agree with you there, dude. Yes, I agree with her as well. It's freaking awesome. I will always I will always go to When Nature Calls over Pet Detective every Fair time. Enough. It's so much funnier. Uh, and, you know... Slinkies are great as well. <laughs> Big stairs. Although the opening of When Nature Calls just makes me so sad because <laughs> you do you remember the opening scene? Uh, I can't. I, look, I've seen them so long ago. Yeah. I have seen them, but For those who don't know, the opening scene is um, uh, Ace is trying to save. I think it's a it's like a beaver or a hamster oh, or something, yeah, 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 and then yeah. it ends up falling fall into, the, into yeah. a into a like a canyon, yeah. and he and he can't save him, and he dies, and I'm just like. Uh, I can't take animals being hurt in movies. One thing I can't handle, it's animals being hurt. Yeah. So, which is why I hate the movie Equilibrium for anyone who knows that movie. Uh, no. Anyway, yeah, there's a scene where they just shoot a bunch of animals. Oh, yeah, like, fun. Never watching it again. Um, <laughs> thank you for your... Um, my brother, Yay. Jordan Richardson. He says, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey... Another mm. great comedy choice. And I know this for a fact that he loves this movie, my yeah. brother. Because we, we used to watch it. I have not seen the Bill and Ted's yet. I don't know I should. And I keep getting they're, told they're off. They're really... No, they're re- I'm not going to tell you off because <laughs> I'm not as like religiously devoted to them as a lot of other people I know are. But they're freaking hilarious. Mm. And to see Keanu Reeves be like, whoa, dude. Like, full, yeah. full in that surfer, bro. 90s, Edister. Um, yeah, he's really... He's kind of funny in real life. They're both really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and Alex Winter, they're great. I'm excited for this reboot thing they're doing. Um, but, yeah, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey has the infamous and the wonderful death in that. The Grim Reaper. Ah, uh, yes. In that. And, they have and, the, that. and they have to play... 
play uh, chess. Play chess or something, and he's like, "There's three out of five. Like, there's just yeah. He's just, he talks in that funny voice, and he's coming back for the reboot too. Oh, that nice. guy, um, which is awesome. And yeah, bro- yeah. So Bogus Journey is is uh, is probably better. Nice. Excellent venture. So good pick, Jordan. Yay! Thank you. Kerry Kirby says, "Wrath of Khan." Khan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to. We had to. Now, isn't there a thing, Trekkies? Trekkie fans, let me know, because isn't there a thing about how you just ignore all the odd numbers or something like that? Oh, yeah, apparently there is. I've read that. Yeah, yeah I've you, read that. All, all, of that the, all of the odd-numbered m- movies in the original ten yeah. are the average ones. Yeah. And all of the evens are the good and ones. Really good ones, yeah. which usually goes the other way. Usually does. You usually have a really good movie followed by a crap one, followed, followed by, by one that they learnt their lesson. Yeah. Windows does that. fucking right Windows does do that holy shit um yeah 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 um yeah I haven't seen Wrath of Khan I feel like I should watch it um but um because you know it's an iconic sci-fi film Mm -hmm. um and it's supposed to be awesome but um yeah no yeah I've everyone says it's probably the best Star Trek film ever made as Mm. well Uh, I've watched I don't think I've seen all ten of them, but I've seen no. a good chunk of them. I think I've seen Wrath of the Khan. Problem with the Star Trek movies for me is they blend in so much. And a lot of them do. Mm. Um, I've the one. What have I seen? I've seen um, which is the one when they have to time travel. What's it called? Yeah. Well, again, I don't know. Uh, it's the one with James Cromwell. But I know that. Yeah, it's the guy who invents warp speed. Yeah. And is then, that the and one then, where they have like, to save a whale? Because. I don't know, but it's when it's when the Vulcans come to Earth for the first time, oh. and then I think the Borgs are involved and they're trying okay. to stop a friend. Yeah, maybe not. I've seen that, and then I've seen Insurrection, uh. and I remember not hating that. That was fine. <laughs> but then, and then whichever one is the one where um, uh, bloody Picard and and uh, and Kirk. Or meat. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Wibbly Wobbly Time Limey. I can't remember which one that is either. Yeah, I can't remember these. But anyway, some of them are good, some of them are not so good. Like, I've seen the one where um, Voyager, Voyager Space Probe becomes Mm. sentient. Mm. Um, I wonder if that's the Voyage Home, because there's a movie called Voyage Home. Maybe, yeah. And then there's one where they've got to go save a whale, but then have a funny feeling it might be the same movies. Um... It's just all over the place. It is all over the place. But anyway, Rafa Khan is definitely... Definitely a good one. A good one. Thank you, Kerry. Um, Bane Orion Bradshaw. Hello, Bane. He says... This is great. Philip told me his favourite was Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Winky face. Triggered. 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 Lachlan Rhodes (laughs) (laughs) says... We're going to keep moving. (laughs) No, look. I love it. He's just trolling. Uh, the, The irony is... I love, I do love parts of the prequels. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I love bits of it. Yes. Just as a whole, it doesn't stand up as well as I feel as the trilogy Mm, does. No. Like, I love Attack of the Clones. I love the battle of the Attack of the Clones. I yeah, love the, 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 the Dooku premise. stuff. Is the really Dooku cool. stuff is amazing. I don't care what anyone says. I love seeing Yoda jumping around. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I even love a little bit of the political stuff. But mm-hmm. I hate the, the, the romantic the love subplot. Story. I hate how Anakin's just this whiny bitch. I that's, hate that's the how... iconic sand line comes yeah. from that one. Oh. It's just the, that whole yeah. that whole premise just it's lazy writing. It's, it's and I don't this, know, it's weird. Yeah. I need to rewatch and, and, it. Like episode one. 
Love the pod race. Love oh, the... Oh, yeah. Pod race. Jewel of the Fates. Jewel of the, the Fates is amazing. amazing. It's one of the best things. But again, I would have personally loved to have seen Darth Maul go through all, all this... three. I all agree. Three, the fact that they know? killed him off at the end. It's stupid. But yeah. And yeah, he comes back in the climb. He comes back in the climb. Oh, well, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and episode three is so powerful, so dark. And to be honest, I think it's the strongest of the prequels, but... It's let down by the previous two movies because yeah, it yeah. has to sort of continue on where sure. it's gone. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. all, it's all. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we won't get too much into that. We won't get too much into Thanks, that. Bane. Thanks, Bane. Thanks, Bane. Lachlan. Making me laugh, thank you. Lachlan Rhodes <laughs> says, clearly Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Then says, okay, so I know I responded earlier, but I love Blade Runner. 2049. 2049. So yes. there you go. I've yeah. not seen Blade Runner. I, I have to agree with you with Empire. I um yeah, well, obviously we agree with Empire. Um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I haven't rewatched the original Blade Runner in a long time, uh, but I did see twenty forty nine in cinemas mm-hmm. for the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good movie. It's really long, and Harrison Ford doesn't come into it until almost the final act. But um, it look most importantly the movie looks fantastic. I keep confusing Blade for Blade Runner. Really? Yeah. Completely different. And that's completely different. But people say Blade Runner, and I think of Blade. You think of Blade. And then you said Harrison Ford. I'm like, oh wait, the other one. Oh my god. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's no, it's a good pick. If you you know, Blade Runner 2049 was yeah, it was a solid. I mean, I think it's more of a a niche kind of sci-fi because it didn't kind of blow everyone socks off like (laughs) everyone was expecting it to do. But it did, you know, it did, you know, well for what it was. Yes. It's not a bad movie by any means. Okay. Stephen Garstone. Hello, Stephen. Hello. He says, I don't know about greatest, but my personal favourites are The Winter Soldier, yes, Spider-Man 2, and Back to the Future Part 2. Back to the Future is pretty good. Oh, right. Back to the Future 2 oh. is actually my favourite of the three. Sorry, I just punched myself. Oh, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You know those times where you just sort of sit there and go... Is there a god because you've just bitten the inside of your lip and going, what yeah. god would allow that, that to happen? happen yeah. Oh no, terrible, absolutely terrible. Then again, um, it also shows God has a sense of humour, so there you go. Yes, <laughs> it works both ways. Um, yeah, Back to the Future Part 2, yeah, definitely. Yes. I, it, t- it took the premise of the first one and then just went in some really awesome directions with it. I love number three a lot, though. Yeah, number three is... my favourite. Number three is very good. I know um, a lot of people hate it, but I'm actually like... Mm, no, I like it. It's great. I think mm. it's nice that they went back to the old west. Mm. Mm. I think it was really good. Um, but yeah, that part two, love it. Um, Spider-Man 2, of course, is t- touted as the the best of the original Sam Raimi trilogy. Um, to this day, it's con- still considered, maybe by some, as the best Spider-Man film. I hardly um, remember any of the Spider-Men. Oh, that's okay. But I think Homecoming's better. But I haven't seen it yet. Need to, I know. I'm, beat me to it. Um, and then, yeah, Winter Soldier, I said before. <laughs> yeah, for the same reasons, just... Amazing movie. So thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Very good answers. But Jaden Edwards, Jayden. Toy Story Three. Oh my god. Toy Story Three. Yes. Such a heart ripper. Oh my god. Wow. Uh. Talk about bringing back our childhood and then almost killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was. But that's a really good. But sequel. that's it. They knew Toy Story Three wasn't really for the kids. This is one of the few times that I'd sit there and go, actually, they this knew is that. This is for the. This is for the adults. Yeah. It still needs to be kid friendly, but they knew it was for us adults. Yeah, for sure. And to wrap things up. But as I'm, it were. yeah. Speaking of that, I'm just really annoyed that they're making a Toy Story four. Yeah, but we have to accept again that that's four. 
They they gave us Toy Story three to wrap up our childhood. I know, and now they'll give give us Toy Story four, four to, which is the next it, generation. It better, I don't know, it better, it just better not ruin anything that was in Toy Story three because they fucking ended it so perfect. They did, they did. It but the, yeah, look again. I'll have to see it for well. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll see it too just to see. Yeah, but it, it is, really but, we have to, and this is sort of like what I was talking with Ash last time we were there. Yeah. We have to accept there are certain things that just not are not built for us. No, which is fair. And, and there's reasons that these days we have certain animations. One, it is cheaper. Yeah. Bananas in pajamas. Kirsten hates the new bananas in oh, pajamas. Oh, me too. It's a but domination. it is so much cheaper to do those animations than it than is the live action, live action stuff. Yeah, yeah. We live in a different economy. We don't have as much money floating about, especially the ABC. Let's be honest for that particular um, nugget. Yeah, very true. Um. And it's also been shown that lots of kids these days get frightened of that sort of live action stuff. It yeah, scares the yeah. crap out of them. Yeah, that's true. A- animation is easier on the, the uh, easier on the imagination, the eye, etc. Yes, it's just a different era. We have to accept that. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right then, I'll accept it. I suppose I was more sort of visualizing Ash in the. Oh, sorry, Ash, uh, ripping you a new one while you're not here, but it, it, it's yeah. Okay, no. fair enough. Fair enough. Gold leader. Gold leader. Okay, thanks, Jaden. Thank um, Benji Sherwood. Hey, Benji. This he answer says, is hilarious. He says, he says me. me. I'm the second child, so clearly the best sequel. And then he tagged his sister in the post. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me laugh so hard. Fight! 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 <laughs> yes. Very good answer. I like it. Nice. Thanks, Benji. Kirk. I can never say your last name. Kirk. Kirk Gomez. Burbagermas. It sounds like Burbagermas. It does. And I love it. I love, I love it. it. He says, Empire Strikes Back, Aliens, yep. Yep. or Terminator 2. Solid. Solid answer. Solid picks. We've talked about it. And we have. Yes. We fully agree with all of those responses. Very good picks, Kirk. Thank you. Um, Christina Rogos. Hello, Christina. She says, hmm. Had a quick look at my collection, and I can't decide between Terminator 2 Judgment Day or Kill Bill 2. Mm. Maybe Terminator just wins, hashtag Telfred. And then Stephen Garstone replied to her and said, Ah, see, I had considered Terminator 2, as it is undoubtedly a great movie. However, I disqualified it because it does not stick to the time travel rules of the first film, (laughs) and therefore isn't a great sequel. Maybe I think about this stuff too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Wow, okay. But that's that's good way of looking at I it. I didn't. Do they I didn't realize. Stick to their own rules. I didn't realize that it, it kind of veered off from the the time. Don't open them. I'm gonna have. To, yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit both of them mm. back to back to verify this. But you're probably right. Um, yeah, Kill Bill Two. I never watched. I've seen the first one once, and I remember enjoying it, but not enough to seek out the second one. Um, maybe because I don't really love those kinds of films. I mean, I like Tarantino, but I don't really like that Kung Fu kind of like that thing, you know, but yeah, but, yeah, but you know, each to their own. Um, but thank you very much, Christina. And some choices. finally, oh, here we go. Here we Wayne go. put out another, <sighs> may I troll you moment. Oh, and so God. we're jumping into this. Hashtag. He's going for the hat <laughs> trick. Everybody. He's going for the hat trick. All right, here we go. Wayne Stairmaster says, <laughs> Because I anticipate and appreciate that Patricia Birch's Grease 2 will be a popular choice among your listeners, <laughs> I will leave it <laughs> off my list to make way for other brilliant Oh, films. you're trolling yourself now, Wayne. Uh, I struggled to pick just one, so I've broken up my response into four subcategories. Best prequel. Okay. Not the question, but fine. 
Best prequel. Sigario. Sergio Leone's. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yep. Which also remains the greatest Western ever made. Fair call. Best prequel slash sequel. Yep. Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola's. Coppola. Coppola's mob masterpiece, Godfather 2. Yep. Not only is it the is it the perfect accompaniment to The Godfather, but it's even better. It was also the first sequel to ever win a Best Picture, best picture Oscar. This is true. Best sequel, Ivan Kirshner's... Irvine Kirshner's... Um, the Empire Strikes Back. Yes. This is how you do a space opera, people. Not only does it connect A New Hope and Return of the Jedi perfectly, but it's the most intense and heartfelt of the entire Star Wars franchise. Cool. Very good. Honorable mention, Joel, Joel Schumacher. Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Oh. Yes, I'm surprised this made the cut too. But after having sat through so many Marvel movies, oh. even this abomination looks good. Wait. Hashtag Calfred, <laughs> hashtag trolling Kendall, hashtag love you Kendall. Oh my god. Oh, and there you go. Oh my god. There it is. There's no. The no. I was waiting for him. I'm like, when is he going to troll me? <laughs> um, okay. So, Batman and Robin is one of my guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> I, when I remember watching that, I saw in the cinemas when it came out as a kid, loved the shit out of it. When it came out on, on VHS back in the day, mm. or DVD, um, watched it watched it to death, you know. Um, and, you know, I was obsessed with Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I loved her in that movie. Mm, mm. Really, really good. But, you know, there are about 30 ice-related puns in that film. No. <laughs> <laughs> a freeze is coming. Um, yes, Arnold, it is. Um, the freezing of your career. Wait, no, it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, but but Wayne, to say you sit, you have to, oh, it's so hard for you to sit so many Marvel movies because I'm sorry, they're so bad. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know for well that they are amazing. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm surprised you didn't actually try and troll me harder by bringing up like, um, Dawn of Justice or something, <laughs> or Suicide Squad, but, you know, but whatever, that's fine. But Batman and Robin, you know, is universally regarded as probably the worst Batman film ever made, so, <laughs> fair enough, but I still love you somehow, Wayne. <laughs> somehow, I do, because, you know what, I'm a good person, and I try to be forgiving, <laughs> like we all should. Anyway, thank you, everybody! Thank you, everyone, for your responses, <laughs> even the trolls. Great, even the trolls, yes, we have a few trolls in there, that was good. Um, thank you. Very much. That was awesome. That was a lot of really cool answers. Really good answers. Yeah, yeah. And so we'd like to ask you next week's question. Yes. Next week, we want to know what animated property shouldn't, shouldn't be remade in a live, live action, action movie. Yeah. Which Ooh. animated property shouldn't? What shouldn't be done. Yes. Yeah, I think we've talked about what should. Yes. Uh, on on the on the yep. podcast before, but now, now we're going to what should shouldn't not what be made. what should they not touch that Disney hasn't touched. Yet, and probably will. I'm going to throw out there as a thought straight off, Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking do that. Well, they're doing it. Are they live action? The Detective Pikachu film. Unless it's going to be an animated one. I think it's animated. Oh, okay. Take it It's live action. I'm going to... Oh, no. Take it back. No, don't want it. Um, Um, Yeah, full full 
Remember to use uh, hashtag TellFred. Hashtag TellFred. Yes. yes. So we can find all your answers and have a big old discussion next Yay. week. Yay! What's happening with Fred? Well, we've got a new episode of The Monthly, as I said at yep. the top of the show. Mm. Um, coming. Well, that's coming out. Already out uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud, where we discuss our favorite sitcoms. Mm-hmm. It was a really lovely, long <clears> discussion that we had. It was awesome. Um, and, and Fulia and I filmed the latest episode of Collectible Chaos, yep. uh, which is being released this Tuesday, the 31st of July, Woo! because it's Harry Potter's birthday. Yes. And because of that, I am counting down my top 10 favorite Harry Potter moments. Nice. nice. Uh, and it was a lot of fun to film and I'm really happy with the list. I think it's going to turn out really well. Um, it's film moments only though, because I haven't read the books in a long time. Um, and I didn't want to do any disservice to them, so I'm focusing on the film solely. Nice, nice. Um, But I reference the books. So, but yeah, so that's happening. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything mm-hmm. else in the works. Phil, anything um, from you? Combatant Gamers is still plodding along, so yes. check that out. Yes, some um, Civ 5 videos. Some Civ 5 videos at home. We're still trying to do live streams every Monday now. Monday. Um, due to Sharpie's um, new schedule. Um, we'll either be going live or you'll get a, um, a, 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 a pre-recorded video. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, in the future, we're tossing up Sundays, but um, so yeah. we can become Sunday slackers again. But yeah, Sunday slackers. There's a lot that happens Sundays. Yes. It's the weekend. It's a we? very busy day. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Cool. Awesome. Um, other than that, not a hell of a lot. All right. That's I, it then, I guess. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien Productions. Follow us on our SoundClouds or on iTunes. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, www.fredthealiensproductions.com and follow the links to our Redbubble where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented Bethany Griffiths and Michael Lister. Featuring Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, Collectible Chaos, Fred Watch, Beta Test, Musing Musings, and our live stage shows such as The Writer and Michael and Philip are getting married in the morning. I've been a Phil Hunter. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And you've just experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Episode 28. 28. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is Phil's gonna go down yep. now. I'm gonna okay. go down now. Yay, thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to eat Food. We meet food. Don't <laughs> don't die. Uh, and see. <laughs>